whatever issue that they're having in their life, whether it be relationships, abundance, or if they're just experiencing a lot of stress, if they don't like their job. So I can help activate the healing powers that we all have within us. So we're more powerful together. So I can sense the blocks within people and I can let them know. So I Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Carissa Sims. She's a speaker, a healer, a workshop leader, and host of the Zen Success Show and the best-selling author of Change Your Energy, Change Your Life, and the author of numerous children's books. After being diagnosed with cancer, she was able to heal her body without Western medicine in 2021, and she is now on a mission to help heal the world and inspire others uh, that they too can heal themselves. Amazing. Welcome, Carissa. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm so (laughs) excited to be on your show, to be in your vibration and your frequency and just to feel your joy. And the name of your podcast is so perfect, Into the Light. Let's go into the light. (laughs) I love it. Yes. It's like the the theme of our lives right now, right? We're moving Mm -hmm. into light, moving into higher frequencies. Um, Yeah. And I love how it's aligned also with the spiritual and religious practice as well. So thank you for that. And uh, I was honored to be on your show just a couple weeks ago. Uh, So Zen Success, I love it. It's launching big and getting a lot of activity. So I'm excited for that episode to be out soon too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely. I'll let you know when it's released. Absolutely. It was good. You had another podcast too, not only Zen Success, right? I did. Previously, I had a podcast called You Inspired. Mm. And uh, a lot of the episodes, I would do a healing meditation based on the topic. So Mm. that's how I differentiated it. And then uh, I started Zen Success. Just actually, it's just been about a year and a half now in 2022. okay. Okay, great. So that's awesome. You're obviously putting out a lot of content and then mm-hmm. uh, you're also doing coaching work as well, right? So you're working with people to help heal themselves uh, and things like that. Can you tell me a little bit about that work and what you really do with your clients right now? So I consider myself a guide. Whatever issue that they're having in their life, whether it be relationships, abundance, or if they're just experiencing a lot of stress, if they don't like their job. So I can help activate the healing powers that we all have within us. 
So we're more powerful together. So I can sense the blocks within people and I can let them know. So I do a free 15 minute call and it's an intuitive reading and Mm -hmm. I can see what's blocking them from meeting the love of their life or making the money that they deserve or whatever it might be, having the job or business of their dreams. So I can see they're repeating this pattern. This is something that needs to be healed. And a lot of times when people come to me, they've done a lot of work on their own and have worked with other healers. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would say, Coming to me almost seems like, I want to say the last resort, but sometimes people have had issues for like 20 years, 10 years, and wow. they're just done. You have that energy. I'm ready. Let's mm. go. And yeah. th- that is so important to get to the next level, to have that off of this, I'm ready to live my best life. Amazing. I love that. We all get set up at a certain point and then we really start investing in ourselves and making decisions to see practitioners and healers and do this work. So it's so uh, true. And, <laughs> and it's like most of, gosh, I, I say a hundred percent, but most of my clients are referrals. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people start to experience those amazing feelings and have that sense of freedom and joy in their life and start attracting the right partner. I've worked with a lot of people who attract narcissists, Mm. different codependent relationships, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we're not really meant to be in that type of relationship. We're really Mm. meant to be in a more loving, equal, uh, unconditional love relationship. So making them aware of that. And we have to heal ourselves first a lot of times and improve our own vibrational frequency, right? In order to contract uh, that that partner. So Right. And get rid of the pattern. It's just like, usually it's a pattern from their parents and their parents, usually in their, I can see it. And then we have to remove it, or it could be a cord attachment. For example, I had someone who is in a relationship and they're like, I can't get over this guy. I I know he's not good for me. And I saw that they were in a past life together and they Mm. were actually dependent on each other for survival. Mm. And they had a very strong cord attachment. And it took a few sessions. I think it took like five sessions. The cord kept coming back because he, he could sense her pulling away and he would call her. So sometimes mm. cords can come back. And, yeah, especially um, when we're thinking of them or they're coming into our you reignite that connection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's just one example of one of the issues that I've helped my clients with. Oh, I love that you shared an example because we can all relate to that. And so you said you do the 15 minute and then, so what are you doing? Is this kind of like what people talk about? I know you're using your empathic abilities and your intuitive skills to do a reading. It sounds like, is this where we, people start talking about moving into, uh, you know, medical issues too, or physical pains, or what are you actually picking up on when you're doing this reading of a person? That's such an excellent question. So I believe I'm tapping into the quantum field, the collective Uh consciousness, uh, the all knowing of all that ever was and is and will be or potential because we have infinite potential possibilities for our future because we co-create, hopefully if we're conscious and co-create our future. 
So I'm tapping into that and it's very fast for me. Um, I, I guess because I've been doing it for so long, you could mm-hmm. consider it psychic, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not projecting. I'm not saying this is going to be your future or oh, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's more of the now moment what's happening right now. So I can just tap into that and see what's going to be the highest and best good for this person. So I do have spirits that also come in to help me and give me a little boost, especially for the healing. So we're all doing the healing together for the reading. It might be just like one or two guides, ascended masters could be goddesses. A lot of goddess energy is coming through right now because Mm -hmm. we're even for men to step into that letting go and releasing. And the goddesses are just like, now is the time to step into that power of the feminine. That, like I hear that a lot with the divine feminine energies mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, You've heard those, that a lot from oh, your yeah. other people you're interviewing, right? <laughs> yeah, that and just yeah. my own reading. I started reading about uh, Magdalene awakening awareness. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually there was another healer that did a reading with me or we were doing a session mm-hmm. and she was saying she kept the Magdalene kept coming in and that's a personal something I'm drawn to personally in my own life just having been through certain religious things and then marriage things and then now coming out of it as an empowered female and I think a lot of us are resonating with these uh you know, divine feminine, like you said, energies. And, and so you also said you're doing the work with these light beings or they're assisting in this work. Is that right? As opposed to, you know, people, maybe they, you know, how you said psychics or something. I don't know if people use sometimes negative entity and energies or entities, but it sounds like you're very focused on light energy as opposed to dark energies or things like that. Is that right? It's such a good question because just like people, spirits can be good or they can be naughty or (laughs) they can be not necessarily for our highest good. They can play tricks and they just because you have a spirit guide doesn't mean they're always in it for your highest and best good. Mm -hmm. Uh, They could have ulterior motives. So uh, what I always like to say is what you said, beings of the light and also for that person's highest and best good. I don't allow any energies or entities to come in that aren't of the highest and best good for that individual and for me. So Mm -hmm. people can have another thing that I can see is entities that are not beneficial for that person. They could be attached to their body and also integrated into their being. And that could be causing their depression. And they don't even realize that it's not them. It's this entity that has taken over part of their being. And so I can also ask that entity, are you ready to ascend to heaven? Oh, wow. So, so because they're not meant to be stuck to us, they're okay. meant to be, it can come give us messages, you know, um, they can, a lot of spirits are earthbound. They don't know they're earthbound. You know, it's like haunted houses and things like that. Mm. Um, but anyway, so with the spirits attached, that is a beautiful process that, not all spirits are ready for, but after a few sessions, usually they warm up to the idea. Heaven is for everyone. I know that might be a bold statement, but 
if people feel worthy, it's all how they're feeling when they die, then they can go into the space that has been called by other uh, afterlife experts as Summerland or highest level. So there's all sorts of names. I just call it heaven. You want, well, so many, I don't know, we have this concept of what religions teach us about heaven and hell. And Mm -hmm. so it sounds like you're really have some expertise on what that is that we're trying to do in this life or achieve heaven in this life as opposed to this concept where it's the hereafter or the next life is that's a little bit problematic and also that judgment between going to heaven and hell right (laughs) so many of us have that's that's right difficult because the hell is really it's not like what other people think of it it's self-made it's Mm. like the person chooses it. It's kind of like purgatory. They're, mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, they don't feel worthy to go to the the divine, to God, whatever it might be. So, mm-hmm. so then they're, they just need a little bit of help to go like into the light. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you said they don't feel worthy because that to me, it sounds like that negative self-talk and, yes. uh, I, I actually I created a meme one time because I come from a Muslim background and uh, we have this concept of wis which is the whispering of Satan or in your ear, you have oh. that whispering from, and it's like negative self-talk. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a real wis You can't do this. It's, it takes us to hellfire and the per- into that state of like unworthiness where, and then that's also what's preventing you from even being connected to God and to source and to all of that. And it sounds to me like that's where a lot of religions have like guilt and the shame. And then you don't feel like you're ever connected to God. Right. And there's that separation. And, and, uh, and then of course we go into the, the I, I, illusion of separation as, that's as a right. unity consciousness. Right. And the, and the whole business model that you created of this unity consciousness collective, which yeah. is incredible. Your mission is so amazing oh, and unique. Thank you. <laughs> how, how you're helping people connect with the right healers. You're helping us all ascend. Your book, Ascension is a new yeah. attraction. It's just so beautiful. That's why I was like, I have to be on your show. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I do believe strongly in this unity consciousness concept. And even in Islam, there's this oneness of Allah, oneness of God mm-hmm. and oneness with. So I believe that that, that, that that leads into that that resonating with uh, over 2 billion Muslims on the planet on some level, we have this understanding of a unity consciousness. It's not, you know, this is this is actually more in line with what Muslims believe in alignment with God than like uh, intermediaries or people in between you and God. And, mm. you know, I know in the spiritually aware community, we have a lot of like uh, people who have been like false gurus or fall, you know, like we get these <laughs> false, these false people. Right. And people are following. Well, these- yeah. <laughs> because power can corrupt, you know, yes. for anyone, it, not just spiritual, but they get, you know, obviously they get highlighted because they're supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah. And then they get the following. So anyway, I go back to, it's all that connection directly. With yeah. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. But I love that because a lot of <clears throat> that's true when, a guru or a priest or some religion says you have to go through this other person, then you know they're not the right person. That is like a clue. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. And so how does that work with you being a healer? Like if people are uncomfortable, like I know 
for example, Muslims are very apprehensive of going to anyone who's not of that faith. And then they think that they have to stick with the people who are working in the mosques. And, and those people are highly problematic because they have a lot of their own dark energy issues, you know? So I have a hard time because we're talking about referring clients. And, you know, one of the resistance is not feeling comfortable with someone like a quantum healer, right? Like mm. this is, this is woo woo. This is wacky stuff. Right. And it's the same kind of thing like Christians have too, you know, and um, so I'm curious how, how you, you know, do you work with people with all faiths and traditions or, and you also, you know, I don't know what your religious background is. If you also came from a, you know, a certain religious background, but yeah. How do you, how do you tackle some of those, you know, people when they come to you? Yeah, such a good question. And my background is really interesting. I, I grew up a lot in nature. So I grew up on an Island and mm -hmm. My dad had a boat and so I was in the trees a lot and I would always talk to God and the trees and animals. And I was just <laughs> like, I felt like a little nymph, a forest nymph all the time. I was alone a lot. So mm. that's why I think I was talking to God. And, and so, and then as I got older, so I was around a lot of native American uh, traditions. So in mm. Alaska, Athabascan and Clinkett Indians were like my best friends. And I always thought I was one of them. And then when they'd have their ceremony and I wasn't included, I would just cry. They would have their dances and their ceremonial robes and everything. And so I think I thought I was part of that, you know, because mm -hmm. my best friends were and drumming and dancing and my Sika, her favorite saying is keep on dancing. <laughs> so to me, like that was spirit. And then she started going to a Presbyterian church and my parents didn't go to church. They were divorced at three, but my dad was raised Catholic and had a very negative experience. I don't even know what happened because he just wouldn't talk about it, but for mm -hmm. sure he was severely beaten daily. Mm -hmm. They would put paper plates in their bottoms because they would have to go to this room to be, you know, abused spanked with a paddle like every day like um so it was just abuse was part of him growing up and so he kind of let go of that of the church and now i'm not saying that's for every everyone that was just my dad's experience so like my grandma my grandpa they were all part of the catholic church and i went to a few but um, but then I did, did start going on my own to like more Christian. And then I just experimented a lot. You know, I went, would say, I don't know if you'd say I joined a cult, but some would say it was a cult. <laughs> like a commune, little spiritual but it, I didn't go to li live, but it was going that route where they uh -huh. were saying, let go of your friends. And it was Christian. I'll, I'll say that it was traditional Christian. Interesting. Okay. And, and they wanted me to move in with these other girls that were part of the, the church and the community. Mm. And so, and then I, I, I woke up to it with my ex-boyfriend because I invited him. So I was like, oh, I want to convert him. So I was totally like this in born again Christian. Yeah. And then, and so I just did a lot of different things. And then Vipassana meditation. And then I started to learn about meditation. My mom took, took me to this retreat called the five elements. And then it was getting back to nature and meditating. Mm. And I really resonated with that. So, so now I just started going to church again through the unity church. Are you familiar oh, okay. with that? Uh, I 
unity you know i know the uh universalist unitarian is that yeah it's different? not universalist mm -hmm. but it, it's basically unity is we are god that mm -hmm. every person is god is unity you know mm -hmm. and so resonated with that i don't necessarily i didn't feel like i necessarily needed church but i wanted to have a community for mm -hmm. my family yeah. so for my son and daughter to like have other people where they could look up to and have values and everything. So, so just started doing that. But as far as my clients, I would say all the people that come to me are not religious at all. So you're mm -hmm. totally right. They're mm -hmm. like reco recovering <laughs> Catholics or they've let go of religion or they meditate. So they already know I'm totally woo. And <laughs> so I, I have not had any Muslims as a client oh, yeah. or Catholic, you know? So I think you're right that it's like, you know, there maybe for a uh, Christian or Catholic, they're more into prayer. And yeah. I, I believe in like the opposite, not to ask God to just be open and God mm -hmm. will speak and mm -hmm. your guides or whatever you're meant to hear. And so, because I got like, you know, he's like, you can have everything you want. You don't have to ask me. That's what he's saying. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, that's, so that's, that's the clients are, they're already open. So I have to say, I'm not having like uh, the barriers. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not having about. like religious. Yeah. Right. And I, and I get that because, you know, there people gravitate to different, you know, practices and mm -hmm. different uh, spiritual things. So uh, it, it's helpful to understand like where, you know, the, the reason why I'm asking is because where you focus on your work being from light energy and from a, like from God. So sometimes I'll hear healers speak like, okay, well, I'm not healing. It's healing through me from creator, from source, from a lot. Yeah. God, they're whatever a vessel. That is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a vessel. And I think there's a lack of awareness about, I, I like personally, I believe as a, as a religious person, it's more important to, to, to gravitate towards someone who's more in alignment with that concept. Like I'm a vessel. I work directly from source energy and this is, you know, how it works versus like, oh, I share your exact religious tradition and I'm a healer because that leads to more of that like cult concept, which you had also left, you know? Or yeah, like, that's oh, right. I, I experienced to that too. Person. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Because yeah, then yeah. that hierarchy, like, no, you're, you're so right. I love your intuition and your experience and your feeling about this because it's not like I am doing this to you. Although I can, I can have that sometimes I'm talking that way, right. Or that I mean that I'm activating their healing abilities. Yes. Uh, I'm a vessel, but it's really them healing themselves. Yes. It's really me activating that within them that needs to be awakened. So there's something there that they need a little bit of help. And, and I believe as humans that we all need help that mm. we're not meant to heal in a silo by ourselves in mm. a cave meditating. I believe mm -hmm. we're meant for each other, that we're all messengers from heaven, from God, like people, it people will yeah. help you. Cause we're I, connected and we, we need that connectivity. Otherwise uh, we're turning into like 
you know, I don't want to say anything negative about it, but like monks in the mountain who aren't, who aren't interacting and not having, yeah. you know, real lived experiences. So I believe that the, that that's, that's why it's also forcing us to live in our physical 3d world and have our interactions at our jobs and our families that are <laughs> reproducing and all of these things. Otherwise then you're leading into a very ascetic lifestyle, which you know, creates those other problems. So that's really interesting. And I love how we are, we are continuing to focus on the work being without an intermediary to God or to source, and that it's a valid way to clear blockages that are problems within your own self. So that is like what people are talking a lot about now, which is, you know, self-care, self-love, self-reflection, looking inward, and these mm-hmm. are all things that we're, that we're, that we're doing in order to heal, right? It's like, you have to look inward and heal your own traumas and reflect on what's creating those pattern behaviors. So it's really tapping into that self-healing model. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and still have issues that need to be healed. I know I still on my father's side and my mother's mm-hmm. side. You know, Mm -hmm. there's issues that come up in my relationships that are repeating patterns and, you know, I'm helping others heal. And I'm also getting awareness of my own issues that need to be Mm. healed. Interesting. And so you said it usually happens like, okay, you you meet on a consult call 15 minutes, and then sometimes you have to meet, like you gave the example of the client you had where it took, you know, three, four, five sessions. I mean, do you have a, do you, do you have a general way that this go, like, how does someone generally work with you? And is it just like, then you're done or what happens after that? Yeah. I mean, there's so much that I can help a person with, like, for example, one of my clients, we did a healing on her. We did about three sessions. Normally I recommend a minimum of three sessions, but I have people Mm. that do twice a month. I do have people that do one session and then, and then they're good. But I, but I'm always like, no, I want more. I I want to build a relationship and connect, but there are some people that just need a little kick. And so I do charge a lot more for one session because I want to encourage people to carry on, Mm -hmm. but I can also work through people. So for example, this one woman, her nephew was having issues. And so I can tune into the spirit of her nephew and see if they're open for the healing. Not all, not all spirits are ready for it or open to it, but um, to be in integrity, you know, I don't ask, I say, you don't have to ask them in the 3d world, but I can do it in the spiritual world. And I feel like that's in integrity. So she, she ended up doing like almost her whole family. So that was like about nine months. (laughs) Oh, wow. Family. Yeah. And I wanted to ask about this concept of like, like light worker consent or getting the person's consent. Obviously, when someone comes to you, they're consenting for you doing reading or clearing energy work on them. But I've also been taught or told that we should, you should always ask permission. Like, you know, sometimes I've been in situations where people are doing readings on me and I'm not consenting to, you know, my energy, being, you know, so what, what do you, and then working on other people without their consent. Yeah. So how do you draw the lines between like, oh, you can do this work on someone or you can see what's wrong with them versus you're not allowed to, or you don't, you don't think that that's a good integrity. Yeah. It, It's, I feel like that is critical. I feel like that is a responsibility of the person that has this abilities, the healer, you know, 
with psychic information, I mean, it's hard to turn off the faucet. Like, I mean, sometimes I will get downloads in like half a second. If I see someone, I can sense their essence. I know what's going on with them. And mm-hmm. I just have to, boop, you know, turn it off. And I will ask permission, but gosh, you know, sometimes I let my guard down and I, and I forget I do. And I'm just like, too much information. This just came in for you, you know, and then I'm just like all came in. So I had this one. Okay. So I have this one person and she was talking about her. um, She was suicidal. Okay. And, And I'm an expert in that. I really like to help people who I know it's hard for people to seek help that are suicidal, but I have helped people come back to live a life of freedom and joy. Wow. Yeah. And so with this person, I could see the negative entities that were talking to her. And I said, those aren't you. Those voices that are telling you to kill yourself, Mm -hmm. they're not you. And we can get rid of them. And she's Christian. And she told me later, she prayed about it and decided not to do it. So, so, (laughs) so like, see that thing, she wasn't really open to that possibility of it being like, okay, somebody would say maybe a ghost, but they're, you know, anyway, but it's sometimes, like I said, there can be negative entities. Yeah. Well, we try to do that. Yeah, we have. So I don't know if everyone knows a lot about what I write on, but my first book before I wrote Ascension is a new attraction. I started writing a book that I'm titling on narcissism and the jinn imperative. And so in Islam, we have the concept of jinn. And are you familiar with that word at all? Like gin and gin? I thought it was, no. I mean, I have heard of it, but I'm not an expert in it. I thought it was a religion or that's Jane. Maybe that's something Jane, else. that's Jane religion. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. A, never that's mind. An Indian. Jin uh, is a spirit so, or something. Yeah. So gin is in the unseen world. So in Islam and in the Quran, there are angels okay. and, you know, things in the unseen realm. So the gin is the negative entities. Mm. And energies there, like from Satan, you know, from the demonic side, right? And these is what we would say are attaching to you. Like people will go on about their gin problems, or I have these I gin see. and I have those gin. And so, Muslims oh my gosh, have, they're really uh, awake. They're aware. <laughs> yeah, girl, we we got we got all we got all like all the <laughs> all the components of uh, spirituality, and 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 that's what I'm here to raise awareness. This is the fact that the gin problems are connected to what's happening with understanding quantum energy and Mm. the fact that we can work with healers like you uh, as a quantum healer and feel safer and in more alignment with God and with source energy by removing entities potentially with this healing and this energy work, as opposed to just your local mosque on uncle who's going to remove your gin problem with some, you know, some stuff, right? <laughs> so this is a very important process of uh, discernment in our mm. spiritual practice. And I believe that you're explaining, you know, this removal of entities and energy bodies as very important because it's obviously happening to everyone, whether they're Muslim or Christian or spirit, whatever they know or not, because they're coming in through you know, your weekend, you know, aura and your, you know, your yeah, energy that's from outside. Right. 
or yeah, addictions. Like they addictions. come in through yeah. alcohol, pot, all mm-hmm. of that. They're just like, oh, it's a party now. They're not, <laughs> not awake. They're, they're, they're not awake. Not yep. awake. They're not awake. Yes. So there's those of us that are awakening in the global consciousness awakening process. And, you know, hopefully from multiple religious traditions and backgrounds (laughs) as we become aware. And yes, so that's a big part of my work is the the advocacy and awareness of the awakening process and what it means. And and then uh, relating it back to people's, you know, practical things that they can understand in the Muslim community, which is uh, hey, you have a gin problem and let's get you working with people who can help. And I love that you brought it all back to, you know, uh, like b- bad energy, weakened states of your own, you know, consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so this is, this is awesome because, you know, obviously I talk a lot about my podcast about ascension and so what does that mean to you? Like when you, what does this, do people ask you, or, or do you talk a lot about ascension or moving, you know, into higher levels of frequency to get rid of these negative energies? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to give an example of one of my clients that came okay. for ringing in her ears. Oh, so, you yeah. know, Ascent, we got ascension symptoms. Yeah, that's physical, right. Um, headaches. What do I hear? What stomachs and skin issues, rashes. Yeah. So ringing the ears is one that I get. So yeah, let's. Uh, oh, then example. you get that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was helping her understand that that's what it was, that it wasn't because all these doctors that she went to spending so much money <laughs> trying to feel this. I'm like. No, you're meant to hear this. You you need to allow, you need to listen closely. What is the message? Why are you coming to me? Like all of this. And, and so, and, and I had, I saw like in her lineage, some things that needed to be healed that she was still, she still had that like going inward more like hiding and not really expressing all of who she was because of lack of self-confidence. And she was also smoking pot. Mm. And so I finally got to the bottom of that Mm. too. And (laughs) I was like, I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, I live in Colorado, you know, uh, but I just feel like if you're going to ascend, I believe no drugs, no Mm. alcohol, it's time. Just let it go. <laughs> I love it. That well, so there, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We all, but it, but it's those. not helping you. You know, yeah. it's especially just like, if it's, it's especially if it's from a place of addiction and codependency yeah. behavior. Like that's um, true. Like occasionally, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just well, don't do it occasionally either. But yeah, I know some that's people good. occasionally, like whatever. To each their own. You know, there's no judgment. I'm not judging. I wasn't judging my client right. by any means. But I was saying that's another thing too, that you don't need this pot to go to sleep. You don't Mm -hmm. need, so she had this pattern of smoking pot to go to sleep and that's what she thought she needed, but it was like not helping her whole ascension and and healing process. So, but, but what I did was I activated that when I was talking about the goddess, the divine goddess in, in her, that's strong, that's powerful, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. knows that she doesn't need this, that yeah. she is whole and complete and full. And there's nothing outside of her, you know, she doesn't need this to sleep and do that. So she found that power within, which we helped activate and is able to let that go. And, oh, and not Julie, 
right away. Right away, like that. Okay, so it's like a very. It can be a very. It can be quick. Quick, yeah. If they're ready, you know, like I said, a lot of people are just tried everything, and if they're ready, then it's just a one little switch because they are. They know they're there, and they just need a little little push. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you said, you get most of your your clients through referrals. So people are saying, "Hey, I had this amazing experience, and it helped this this area, and that you should go too." Yeah, so that that makes sense because you know, maybe people will. A lot of times, people don't know what the problem is or what to do until they hear someone who's been through the same thing or something similar. So shared the story because you know, that way people who are listening can also understand, Hey, when I go see someone like this, like, is this something where I have a drug addiction? I'm going to talk to you, or I have a suicidal thought, you know, but yeah, I definitely, I, I mean, it's really, it sounds like it's everything, right? Mental, yeah. Physical, spiritual. I mean, you also cured yourself of the cancer. Yeah. You have physical. Yeah. That's right. But, but really, if you are having, I mean, obviously there's suicide hotlines, but hmm. obviously if you're having suicidal thoughts, reach out, you know, mm-hmm. reach out to someone that gets you. I, I didn't know that this was part of my purpose until my niece committed suicide. She was 19. Mm-hmm. I know she was amazing. And sh- her spirit came to me and another mm-hmm. healer saw her spirit. So he taught me that I was meant to ascend. These spirits will come to me for help. Wow. And then you help them ascend from the suicide to the higher frequency. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, I want to help you before that. Right. So that you don't have to pass on and your family doesn't have to suffer because suicide can be a pattern that repeats in the family too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we save people, right? Adina. Yeah. Like get, wanna... it, get it. <laughs> get yeah. It. It's like, we get each other and this whole thing with Jen, we're just like totally on the same page. And it's amazing mm-hmm. to bring this awareness to humanity and, and just help our ascension that we can't stop. It's happening. So get on the roller coaster, get, get, get it hold going. on tight. I love it. Ascension now. Ascension <laughs> now. Yeah. And that's why I say, let me hold your hand or let Adina hold her hand during this process, because you're going to, you might start seeing colors. You might start seeing things. You'll get psychic abilities or like this other person having these suicidal thoughts, like this this can, we can help you through all of that. Wow. Yeah. There's so much. And we just talked about all kinds of things. So it, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really powerful work. And it's so important because like you said, we can't do it alone. We're not here to isolate and to just, you know, I mean, we all have to connect on our own level, but we need healers. We need practitioners, coaches, like you said, holding hands and support system. It sounds like really what, 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 you know, is being most needed and even community. So yeah, we all have, we all have that. And it was great how you explained and you had multiple stories and things to share. Where can our listeners find you or where do you like people to go if they want to work with you or reach out and kind of have one of these consult calls? Yeah. So I have my website, carissasims.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, my Instagram, Carissa Sims, three, three, three. So you can find me there. Zen success podcast.com. Oh, yeah. so that's my show. 
Oh, that's a good one. I like to interview people. You know, it's interesting. I don't, I like being interviewed because I don't really go into the depth of how I work with people. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to have this opportunity, Adina. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. I like to capture, you know, really what you do, how it can help people and then, you know, share it, spread it around. I think that this kind of little 30, 40 minute conversations really help for people. You know, if you know someone, Hey, you don't need to like, be like, Hey, you should do this with your life or just, Oh, here, listen to this. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it's something that could help maybe, you know, and yeah. that people can kind of start to warm up and get exposed to this information that doesn't make a lot of sense to so many people right now. I mean, I know I'm so confused on my social media. I'm hearing about the fee and the, the awakening process. Essentially, I mean, it was very confusing to me a couple, like a year or two ago when mm-hmm. I started uh, getting more and more exposed to this uh, spiritually aware community and things like that. So um, thank you so much. Yeah, it was great uh, hearing about your work and everything you do. And is there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners and the audience before you, before we wrap up here? Anything, any final words of wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Adina knows I had this inspiration when she asked yeah. me at first. So I'll say it's never too late to live the life of your dreams of everyone. Ooh. I love it. And uh, yeah, that goes right along with Ascension is the new attraction, <laughs> living our, like manifesting our dream life and the things uh, that we want. And uh, we can all do it. We can all heal through these things. We can all become powerful uh, forces of attraction and magnetism in, into our best life. So thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. Awesome. Okay. Well, hope to have you soon. And uh, yeah, thank you to all our listeners. This is Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Thanks so much, Carissa. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.